I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, January 30th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, Canada is getting its own version of the mega-hit Japanese series Old Enough, which became an international phenomenon when it came to Netflix in 2022. Now, in the show, for those who aren't familiar, adorable toddlers are sent into the adult world to run errands, like buying groceries or riding the bus alone for the first time. This new version will presumably have Canadian-specific tasks like grabbing a double-double or maybe even buying a ski-doo off of Kijiji. We're just joking, Peak Pals, but we are excited for this show for a Canadian version. It'll be fun to watch the toddlers and everything they get up to. So, Peak Pals, besides the fun new Netflix show that's coming to screens near you, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story is Furniture Store Living the Future of Housing. For our second story... Evergrande liquidation spells trouble for the global economy and our big picture section. For our first story, after 115 years in business, Leon's Furniture is getting into the house building game. No word yet on whether homes come fully furnished with brand new pieces from the showroom. Here's what we're talking about. Leon's, the Canadian furniture chain best known for letting shoppers hold the payments, has received approval to rezone the 40 acres of land around its Toronto area headquarters and build as many as 4,000 residential housing units. It's the recliner supplier's first dip into housing construction as it looks to populate this plot of land with townhouses and mid-rise and high-rise buildings. If the development proves profitable, Leon could turn its attention to the rest of the 430 acres it owns, much of which is empty fields and farmland or vacant parking lots. This all matters because as the housing market continues to crunch Canadians, Leon's is the latest retail property owner to jump on the trend of converting some land into residential housing. But retailers adding a few thousand homes isn't going to solve Canada's housing crisis. It's just a drop in the bucket of the 3.45 extra homes that must be built by 2030. Which brings us to the bottom line. More needs to be done to incentivize residential developers. Research shows that despite the crisis, Canada is building fewer homes than a few years ago. A study also found that Canada ranks second last among OECD nations for permit approval times. For our second story, like a boxer hanging on by a thread, one of China's biggest real estate developers is being forced to throw in the towel. A Hong Kong court ordered China's Evergrande, now the world's most indebted real estate developer, to sell off assets to pay off its humongous debt of $300 billion owed to foreign and domestic creditors after two years of failing to restructure the debt. Now to catch you up, Evergrande was a driving force in China's pre-pandemic real estate boom, but racked up massive debts in the process. As regulators started clamping down on surging debt, it was bad news for a developer without access to financing and lots of debt to pay off. Now, Evergrande is just one of a dozen Chinese real estate developers that have collapsed since a government crackdown on excessive debt back in 2020. Slowing population growth and consumers pulling out of the housing market have created an oversupply that has plunged China into a full-blown property crisis. And it matters because of the size of China's economy. The world's second largest and its role as a major producer, turmoil in the real estate sector, which accounts for a quarter of all business activity in the country, has a broader ripple effect on the global economy. With the size of Evergrande's debt, and its impact on China's economic output, the liquidation could spill over into everything from supply chains to financial markets. Now, to zoom out, 
given that liquidators appointed by Hong Kong courts have previously been stopped from taking control of assets in mainland China, and the two jurisdictions have separate legal systems, it is not guaranteed that mainland China will honor the court's ruling. Experts say if the 25.4 billion USD owed to foreign creditors is ignored, it could scare off investors from China and further isolate one of the world's largest economies. And for our big picture, Western droughts sap hydropower's power. BC's and Manitoba's reservoirs, which power their hydroelectric grids, are running low due to drought. BC has imported power from the U.S. and Manitoba has turned to natural gas-fired turbines, while the lights will stay on for both. It paints a picture of future challenges for hydro-dependent provinces. Amazon says, I quit on the iRobot deal. Amazon pulled out of its $1.4 billion of Roomba maker iRobot, fearing regulatory challenges from the EU. The deal was meant to strengthen Amazon's grip on the smart home market, but EU regulators felt that grip would be too tight. It's the first time ever Amazon has been thwarted from buying a company. And the feds boost eligible recipients of student housing loans. The federal government is expanding its $40 billion apartment construction loan program to allow post-secondary schools in addition to developers and other builders to apply for low-cost loans to create student housing. The move comes a week after the government announced its international student cap. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice? Miss a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great day, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.